Fathering Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. The vision is to engage dads in raising a godly generation by reinvigorating the church on the fathering front. Uh, we're continuing our uh, discussion around uh, why faithful fathering is important in your life uh, and why it's such a powerful movement in churches today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about why a good example is important to set versus a bad in, in society today. I do want to point you to our website, faithfulfathering.org, where you can click on Dad Talk button to see a history of blogs that we post each week that really complement these podcasts. And as always, we pray this is a very practical discussion that will bless you on your journey as a faithful father. In the studio with us is still uh, Mr. Eugene Johnson, Jr., the president of Man to Man Let's Talk. Uh, He's a husband and a dad, and uh, just thanks again for being here, Eugene. Thank you so much, brother, for having me. Well, uh, I know as an example, when we talk about good examples in society, you come to to mind as uh, you're... You're capitalizing on my favorite month of the year, which is Father's Day month. And uh, as a fathering ministry, that's pretty important. So I know that you're having, you you set a wonderful example by the fact that you're having a a Father's Day workshop on June 11th. Tell us a little bit about that. Man, you know, I think it's it's so awesome because, you know, one of the things, Mr. Rick, have you ever thought about this when you talk about Father's Day with all the churches that we have just in Houston alone? Mm-hmm. Why we don't have enough events for the fathers? We're the fourth largest city in the country. You would think they would have more things for us, or we would put on those things for ourselves, right? It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. <laughs> and so we have we're taking the lead on this, not just on Father's Day, but all the time for the fathers, and been doing this for the past three years. Uh, the Father's Day workshop we did we uh, started it. Uh, in the pan- uh, during the pandemic that we had this. And so now uh, we did that virtual. And so now we're into our third year because we did one before that. And it's so important because a lot of times, of course, moms get a lot of attention and, and the fathers are by the wayside. You know, when it comes to them, we get, we get moms the best gift in the world and, and we get the leftovers. You know, when, when we're the ones who leading in the house and it's supposed to be anyway, uh, we're the spiritual leader, we're the spiritual provider, we're, we're, we're everything that God has created us to be. It's, it's good for us to come to a setting to be reminded of that as fathers mm-hmm. and those who want to be fathers as well. Mm-hmm that we surround ourselves around each other and we sharpen each other to encourage us and empower us that when we leave from the Father's Day workshop that we're better than we leave than the way that we came in. So we'll talk about things in reference to us being enough because many times we feel like we're not enough. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with us comparing ourselves to other people that we think that they got it right because what we see on the surface, it it, it looks good to us, but we don't know the story behind that, right? uh, it's, It's important for us to talk about being a present, a presence in the house. Our presence is a present to those individuals in our house. We're going to talk about those things and not just being there uh, another body but also spending time with those individuals 
that you are stewards of. We need to be reminded of those things as fathers. Most importantly, God chose for you and I and those who are listening to be fathers. Mm -hmm. Not every male, not every man can have children, you know, whether it's on the male's end or the female's end. It's what's in God's plan. So the simple fact that God has given us this responsibility, it's important for us to make him proud Mm -hmm. with the responsibility that he has given us. So on June 11th at the Rosenberg Civic Center uh, in, in Rosenberg, Texas, our goal is to present this information to one another and that we be the best that God has created us to be. Food is going to be provided there and all those things, so you don't have to go anywhere. And if you need to sign up, go to m2mlesstalk.com. That's our website, m2mlesstalk.com, and you can sign up there. And if you have any questions, info me at info at m2mlesstalk.com. Um, if you need some help in that particular area, because we don't we don't want to miss you. And if you can't afford it, don't worry about it. We got you covered. Mr. Rick will take care of all that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to clarify that that is M, and the letter M, the numeral two, yes. and the letter M, let's talk.com. Yes, sir. Well, I tip my cap to you, Eugene, because Thank that's you, uh, that's the kind of example we need to set. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be in the mountains hiking, I know, and I'm, I'm I sorry, know. but uh, well, I uh, sure hate that I'll miss uh, that know. that ex- that event. Yes, you know, it is ironic how moms. You ask moms what they want to do on Mother's Day. Oh, I want to I want to go out to eat with the family. You know, and right. you ask Dad, I just want to go. I want to go out. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> We're on vacation. We're yes. doing different things. So, but uh, but to have men absolutely focused on learning. Learning a little bit more, understanding a little bit more about the role as a father or a father figure, like you say. It may mm-hmm. be uh, that you're a father figure in someone's life. They're welcome as well. Absolutely. A uh, spiritual father that when you yes. just step in uh, as a uh, godparent or whatever, the, these are opportunities. Tell us a little bit about the example uh, or examples that were set for you. Who were your, your role models growing up? Well, my dad. You know, I can't speak about him enough You know, because dad set the tone of being the role model for me, um, the way that he showed his love to his children, uh, the time that he spent with us, and the way that he loved my mom. And so dad is the epitome of what I would say, how a father is supposed to conduct himself. Most importantly, uh, you know, dad showed what it is to be a man of God. Uh, and, and how important it is for us to uh, be at worship service, but how also it's important for us to uh, do the same work outside of worship service mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that is the total package. I mean, talk about a role model. And he surrounded himself around individuals who complemented that as well. So mm-hmm. I got a chance to see those individuals um, who did the same things that he did um, and they were fathers as well. So my dad is the, the role model for me and everybody else was just complimentary to, to what he did. Fantastic. And, and you caught what he had, which is yeah. the relationship with our Lord and how to, how to love your bride, that type of thing? Absolutely. You know, that's as, as kids, my kids do it as well. 
you know, when we show that affection, um, you know, in the kitchen or whatever, and, and the kids, Ew, you know, I did the same thing with my dad, <laughs> you know, would do the same thing to my mom. We, we couldn't really process that. And then we have this tendency, you know, of, of, of telling our kids, don't be kissing those girls. That's just nasty. And so it's, it's almost, you know, it's almost <laughs> hypocritical, right? We tell them not to do it, but they see us doing it to each other. And it's like, oh, that's disgusting. So, so, you know, seeing that affection that my dad had, um, it wasn't something that was just in their private time and away from the kids. You know, daddy displayed that uh, with mom, and she welcomed that as well. Uh, in the house, and I remember that. What and a healthy relationship uh, looks like. healthy relationship. And so displaying that same thing, too, and showing our kids what it looks like for us as mom and dad and how we conduct ourselves, uh, what we respect, you know, to, to them, that this is how it's supposed to be done. Dad did a great job, and mom, in, in modeling uh, love and affection for one another, and that spilled over to us, you know, me and my brother and my sister, they loved on us just as, as much. And it was and it was infectious as well because of the family, dads, brothers and sisters as well. It was consistent as well. So, I mean, we were around all of, the, you know, the love all of the time, you know, with my uncles uh, and my aunties and everything. So we were surrounded by the love, but dad definitely uh, stood out the most with that. That's uh, so important because, you know, like you say, kids, ooh, that's yucky, and then uh, then they hear from the church, you know, sex is terrible and bad, save it till marriage. Right. You know, and so it, it, these are all conflicting arguments. Right, 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 but, right. If, but if your home reflects that healthy relationship, they understand what healthy touch is. Yes. And, begin, and then you can open the door to those, conversations, those more mature conversations Absolutely. as the kids mature in a, in a healthy way. But what a, what a wonderful example that is. Have you caught your kids uh, emulating anything that you exemplify? In, Absolutely. In, uh, Absolutely. You know how kids do. If, if, to me, that's good parenting when your kids start mocking you. You know, they start imitating you by the way that you walk and the way that you talk, you know, and, and, and you know how we do sometimes when we're trying to imitate somebody, we change the tone, we either go higher or we go lower, and, and they'll they'll imitate me and they'll say, that, that's what you say, daddy, you say, no, you can't do that right now. I said, well, first of all, let me tell you something. I don't sound like that. <laughs> you may be right in what you said, but I don't sound like that, okay? It doesn't matter what you think you sound like. Exactly. It's what they hear you exactly. Like. Exactly. So <laughs> they'll imitate me the way that I walk. They'll they'll make fun of that. They'll make fun of some of my, my sayings that I say. Um, and so I know that they're listening. So, yeah, I definitely hear my daughter and my son imitating me and making fun of me. Well, I have a bad example of, you know, we talk about good example, bad example. My, uh, <laughs> we were living in uh, overseas at the time, and uh, I was kissing the kids goodbye when they were asleep, and I was kissing them goodnight when they were asleep because I was working 16, 18-hour right. days. And right. One time I came home, I think it was on a weekend, I came back uh, early on a Saturday, and my son had things spread out all over the table, and uh, uh, the, the dinner table, and uh, like he was working on things. And I came in, he says, look, Dad, I have two jobs just like you do. Wow. And that that was not a good example, right? Wow. This isn't this isn't the idea that you're supposed to convey. Exactly. But, but sometimes uh, your kids pick up the the bad stuff uh, as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's some biblical examples of that. I think uh, David is one that we can talk a little bit about. You know, he was a a wonderful warrior and and king, but he was a disaster 
as a husband and a father. Yeah. Uh, you remember the story of Amnon. I do. Uh, you know, this is uh, after uh, David had uh, provided the example of how to commit adultery and how to murder mm-hmm. uh, Bathsheba's husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here he has his son Amnon that uh, has a, a lust problem. Yeah. You remember that story? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> He, uh, he could have asked the king, and, 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 and he would have given her in marriage, but uh, it was Absalom's sister is mm-hmm. who this was. But mm-hmm. he just had this lust for her and, and indeed raped her. Raped her. As, uh, uh, you know, exemplifying, again, following the example uh, that his dad set. Uh, not much of that going on today, is there? Oh, man. Unfortunately, there's a lot of that happening. And that's when we see marriages break up, we see unhealthy relationships, then, uh, you know, uh, I was an example of it. I wouldn't have known a healthy relationship if it hit me upside the head when I was in high school. And uh, so these are the things we have to be cognizant of. Absolutely. Uh, Of course, then uh, you had Absalom, Absalom, who was, uh, uh, you know, Tamar's brother, Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely held a grudge and a vengeful uh, mind to get even with uh, Amnon. And uh, about two years after the fact, he orchestrated his murder. Mm -hmm. And so he killed his his brother. And, uh, and the king uh, just thought that was a terrible thing. But mm-hmm. in fact, it, he had to look in the mirror a little bit to realize right. that this is exactly what the Lord had said. Uh, the Lord had told him the sword would not leave his family yes. because of his, uh, uh, his exceeding, uh, the, the power of the king is, is, it has no bounds. But he was exceeding what God had empowered him to do and the king that he was to be. So Absalom uh, committed murder. And then, of course, uh, after that, you had uh, uh, the, 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 the child that became the king, Solomon. Mm-hmm. Right? What, how did Solomon carry the tradition forward? Well, you know, Solomon, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the wisest men in the Bible, the wisest man in the Bible that we know, right? Uh, was was gifted the the kingdom from his father, and, and he chose to marry, you know, uh, what is it, seven hundred wives or three hundred concubines or vice versa, you know. So um, he uh, one is enough. And just Amen. just to be real about it, and, and you got a thousand women that what you got to deal thinking? with. <laughs> I don't think he was thinking I mean, that that is a task at hand right there. I mean, you can. He he was literally the king. Uh, we call it Burger King today, where he had it his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just because he had it his way, don't mean that it was a good thing for him. And he recognized that later on in his life that it was all vanity. Ecclesiastes pretty oh, well uh, brings pretty it much. all into perspective. Absolutely. But, but yeah, Solomon was uh, obviously uh, he wrote to the Proverbs and uh, and brought a lot of wisdom forward. Uh, yes. Which is a, a great example, by the way, Dad, is just to read a proverb a day mm. with your son, Ooh. and uh, what a what a lesson that is to. Uh, uh, convey some of the wisdom that our Heavenly Father blessed Solomon with. Yes. Now, uh, whether he actually lived it out or not, uh, mm-hmm. that's another whole story. But that was the case with David as well, right? David yeah. uh, stumbled a lot, but he was a man after God's oh, heart. Yeah. And uh, that's something that uh, we can uh, hold, uh, you know, keep our faith in, is that there's always hope. There's always a way to come clean. Yes. And, uh, and uh, we serve an awesome God that opens that door. Mm-hmm. There's another passage in Scripture I like to 
to hit in this area. It says, uh, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Now, uh, when we conform, what, is, what kind of example does that set? We're, we're, we're transforming our minds just like the world wants us to be. We're, we're doing what the world is presenting, and that's the hardest thing for fathers today is to knowing where their minds should be. And many of us consciously or unconsciously have allowed the world to conform our minds to be what it wants it to be. And we don't spend enough time in seeing what God has purposed us Mm -hmm. uh, to be. And so what we have to do is to have that spirit of discernment, to know that there is a way that will please God and there is a way that will not please God. And being of the world and conforming our minds to the world ways, even though we're of the world, right? We're, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of the world. Uh, we know that we have to make that distinction mm. and not allow ourselves to be consumed by what the world presents to us and knowing that we are representing the kingdom and we're not representing this world. Uh, and the back half of that verse, you know, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How, how do you renew your mind? Daily. Daily through prayer, through praising, through worshiping. You know, I don't, I don't get comfortable with what was done yesterday. Uh, I keep moving forward and, and listen to uh, podcasts that will empower me, lessons uh, you know, uh, sermons or something that will empower me reading in his word. What is it that I can do to ready my mind and my spirit for when I encounter the individuals that God put in my life to be able to share a good word with them? So and then most importantly, as a father, to be able to lead my children to the gospel and showing them that the only thing that matters is our relationship with God. So I have to be in the right position by renewing my mind daily with his word so I can steward my my children and my wife and those individuals that God uh, brings into my life the way that God has designed and planned for it already. That is my responsibility. And fathers, that is our responsibility. I think about the story in Deuteronomy, how they they uh, talked about God and what he did in bringing the children out of Egypt, right? From sunup to sundown, that they talked about uh, what their ancestors went through. And that is a message for us as fathers, as we sit around at the table and have these discussions, that we talk about something in reference to God every day. And when we do that, we are renewing our mind. We're allowing our minds to be transformed away from the world and more into the kingdom. So that's how I do it on a daily basis, um, and, 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 it, and I feel it. If that, that doesn't happen, you know, if I miss a day, then I feel it, just like working out. Mm-hmm. And if you work out consistently enough, you're going to know you miss a day or two, your body is going to remind you. My spirit reminds me that I did not empower my spirit today, and I make sure that I do something as simple as prayer, something as simple as thanksgiving to God to make sure that I— I stay in sync with him because I want my mind renewed 
daily. Amen. Well, that, you know, the first piece of armor we're told to put on is the belt of truth. Belt of truth. If you aren't familiar with armor, the upper armor is actually swaged in a way that it meets the lower armor. Mm -hmm. And then the belt holds that, those swaged, that swaged joint together. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that belt on, your lower armor's down around your ankles. You ain't moving very far. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our our challenge, dads, and I, I want to share this time that this is the one way uh, that's absolutely right. You renew your mind by spending daily time in, in prayer, scripture, and worship. But one thing I always want to encourage dads is if you have not read the Bible through, accept that challenge right now. And I'll give you a little, you know, there's lots of ways you can read it through, and I encourage you whatever way works for you. But one way that worked for me is I'd get up an extra 45 minutes or so earlier every morning. And I started reading in Romans, the book of Romans, and I read through Jude, all the letters, all the epistles. Then I went back to the Gospels and read each of the Gospels and the Acts. And then I went back to Genesis and read all the way through Revelation. Now, men, it's not a speed read. I just read a chapter or two a day. If something hit me, I would write it down. I would pray through that across the day. But I was—I had the belt of truth on every morning, and I continue that practice. I've been through the Scripture many times, and uh, it's blessed me uh, endlessly. And what's even better is the kids will catch you reading Scripture and ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. And so you find yourself having some spiritual discussion between Sundays in the home. Yes. And uh, so then you start to conform where you're supposed to be, which is what Romans 8.29 says, is to conform to the image of my son. Amen. And that's uh, our job as dads, is to reflect that. So dads, make sure you, you the kids are going to catch your example. Make sure that what you catch is worth catching and honors our Heavenly Father and glorifies Him in your home. So uh, accept that challenge to be a good example for your children. Uh, and don't do what David did. Go the opposite direction. Read Scripture daily, prayer, time in prayer, Scripture, and worship. And uh, that's the dad you're called to be. That's the dad the next generation needs to see. God bless and Godspeed. Mm-hmm.